Hi, welcome to this edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI of the Americas. I'm Wade Kaler, Executive Director. On Tap, this week, we get to turn the tables onto the FCSI of the Americas staff. Today, I have the newest staff member of FCSI. She's been in association management for over 20 years and currently serves as the Director of Administration. Please welcome to the show, Miss Amy Stark. Hey, Amy, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. This is exciting. It's more fun for me being uh, not only the boss, but the interviewer and having an employee on the hot seat is a <laughs> exciting and yet scary as all could get out uh, for me. So I'm really <laughs> looking forward to today, though. Um, you know, before we get into you and your background and stuff, though, uh, I think people really want to know a little bit more about what each of us do listening to the feedback we've had from the membership they love what they're hearing on the on tap series but they, a lot of the questions be like hey but when are you going to interview you guys so yeah. I, I they definitely there's the audience definitely wants to hear what we do on a regular basis uh, which we take for granted i guess in a way but tell us a little bit about what you're specifically responsible for when it comes to fcsi the americas sure yeah. Um, so the big thing that I work on mostly is with our corporate partners. So I do our education provider program and approve any of the programs that come in from our corporate sponsors or corporate members. So, um, you know, so that our consultants get a chance to take advantage of those events and then use them for CEU credit. Mm -hmm. So I work with a lot of different um corporate members to make those events happen. Then I also do our own online digital events. So I'm in charge of Biz Essentials, which will start up again in January. And those events are specific to our consultant members, really. And we're trying to help them learn more about the business of their consulting. Uh, and then I also work with our corporate sponsors on um, all of our events. So conference coming up in April will be one of my um, events to work on. Plus, I uh, work on sponsorship for Direct Connection and also put our Direct Connection email together. So I work a lot with um, CEU credits, with approving education, with creating education, mm -hmm. and just making sure that all of those things are available for our consultants and at the quality that we um, want to provide. And then obviously the, the other big one that you work on that's a scary one for most consultants is our professional exams. Um, yes. Tell us a little oh, bit yes. about, right. we've been working on those for a long time, but I, I know you, when you came in, you've taken on a very big uh, responsibility with that. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what you walked into and kind of what we've been up to over the last two years. Um, because that was, you know, that's some of your background is we'll get into your background before you joined FCSI, but that's some of your background you had before you even came to us. Yeah. Yeah. So I should have mentioned that that's a big, uh, big project for us right now. So what we're doing is kind of looking over the last two years, we've adjusted the way we offer the industry knowledge exam so that it's now available um, online to be able to, for people to take it from home instead of having to go to a center and only being allowed to take it a couple of three times a year. Now you can take it at any point. Um, so that started in 2020. We already knew we were going to do that before we had COVID uh, kind of take us out of the in-person version. But then now, now that we've got that set up and it's working, we are uh, starting a project in 22 to really revamp or relook at what it is that the industry knowledge exam is covering. Of course, that exam is the minimal requirements to do the job well. 
And so we want to make sure that we're covering everything that is a current um, requirement to be able to be a FCSI professional member consultant. Nice, nice. Well, that's what you do for FCSI, but let's get back into a little bit more about Amy Stark. Uh, what? Tell us a little bit about your background in association management. How did how did you get your start in that industry? And kind of a little bit about your experience you've had before you came to FCSI. Sure, sure. So I kind of fell into associations. I uh, started my my life as a secondary education. Uh, major and then teacher at a high school in English classroom. So I did that for about a year and realized that while I liked the education side, I didn't necessarily do so well or enjoy the the, the uh, discipline that came with dealing with teenagers. So uh, I went from back from that work back to an association that I worked for when I was in college at the Organization of American Historians at the time. And I stayed with them for um, a long time, about 15 years uh, through different projects. I worked for um, grant writing. I managed grants. I worked with the National Park Service. And then eventually I became their director of meetings and events. So I ran all of their conferences and large uh, convention and trade show. And then I moved from OAH to the National Council of Teachers of English and did the same work for them. So I ran the um, several conferences, conventions, and again, a large trade show. Um, after I did that for a little while, we I, I decided I wanted to try what it was like to work for a charitable organization. And so I worked for a short time with a, a charitable organization called Girls, Inc., of Monroe County, mm -hmm. and we really supported the education of girls between ages five and 18, uh, mostly by providing programs and activities for them um, in the school day and in an after school program. Um, and then pandemic hit, and uh, we were looking for some other opportunity. I was looking for some other opportunities and realized that while charitable organization felt really good. Um, the fundraising part wasn't my favorite part of that work. So I um, switched back uh, looking for an association opportunity and uh, got lucky enough to find FCSI. Very good. I, you know, and when you came to us, uh, similar to, uh, we'll be talking to Penny also this season and uh, her first day with working for me was an odd one as well. Your first day working for me was very similar. Uh, I don't know how that works out. It's never planned this way, but your first day actually was traveling with us to right. Austin for a potential conference uh, uh, planning meeting. And, it, you know, it was two weeks before shutdown, the complete shutdown of this country uh, and the world. What has been, you know, you started and two weeks later, we literally had to shut down everything and go uh, working all remote to Zoom. Granted, we're always remote and we'll talk about that in a minute. But what's been the hardest thing about working on a new client with FCSI yeah. when you've never had a chance to meet any of the members for almost 20 months before you've had the opportunity to, what was it like to learn a new association without ever meeting anyone? Yeah, I would say, and I've told people before when um, I mention things about FCSI and try to answer questions, um, not being able to be in person for events and get to know people in person at meetings and that kind of thing, um, that's been the hardest part of taking this role with FCSI. Um, 
you know, I feel like I've really missed out on a big part of what makes this community great because it is about our uh, connection to each other. That's the special thing that is FCSI. So uh, not being able to speak to that or engage in that has really been, um, you know, it's been sad. It's been disappointing. I guess is a better word. Um, But I I have gotten to do a couple in-person things since about what August, which has been great because it's given me a chance to get to know people in a more, um, you know, less business environment. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten to really know some of our members, which is, um, is terrific. And that's really what kind of was an exciting part of joining FCSI in March of 2020. Um, And it has made it hard to really answer good questions um, from members and really be the right support for them that I would be say in 20 months of having worked with an association. So, um, so that, that's been my biggest challenge. It's just, I I really miss the chance to get together and boy, am I hoping that Montreal actually happens. Exactly. Yeah. I think (laughs) that's one of the understated things. And I've talked with colleagues in the association management industry, um, about the fact that the, the, some of the bigger firms and some of the bigger associations, their their staff that is maybe member services or some of the staff that never goes to any of their events or never really goes to a board meeting and i and i tell them that you don't realize what those staff are missing out on because it's those important conversations you have at the dinner tables, in the right. meet, meeting breaks, at the bar, wherever it may take, that you learn more about that association, how to better serve the client. From I learned more over the last 11 years from those conversations about what FCSI's needs are than I will ever know when I'm sitting in my office. Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, I just, I think one of the great things and what brought me back to associations, instead of the charitable work, even though it was education was what I really have wanted to do my whole career. What brought me back to associations is that connection you have with other people that are really passionate about their own work. And you're getting to help them be better at their profession. Um, That's one of the things I love about working for an association in general, and what brought me back in um, back here is for that reason and so not being able to do that other than being you know chummy on a on a zoom happy hour or getting to know some personalities in a virtual world um yeah and not being able to do that for that face-to-face has been and you know you know as a meeting planner for all this time you know my my world revolved around in-person activities so not to have that for 20 months just in general has not been fun, but then you add yeah. to it that it's also part of what, you know, I do for a living right. uh, and that's making it hard too. That's, you know, yeah, the pandemic yeah. has not been great. No, no, <laughs> not around. at all. You know, I, I mentioned earlier too, uh, you know, we work virtually as far as staff goes. Most people probably don't realize we both live in Bloomington. However, you live <laughs> in Bloomington, Indiana. I live in Bloomington, Illinois, but we are fully remote for our positions. Um, you were not fully remote though before we started working together when you came to work for us you were working in an office complex and now you've been working the beginning of the covid situation and even afterwards working remote what have you learned about yourself while working from home and and with without a commute without the camaraderie what have you learned about amy during that time so i came from the charitable organization straight to fcsi so if you can imagine working with a mostly people who are supporting and the girls of you know mostly ages 5 to 12 every single day during the school year and then all day in the summer um 
working in that environment where there's constant activity, there's constant interruptions, there's constant little girls running in and out wanting to tell you a story, um, you know, working from that and then going directly into being at home with uh, the one or two dogs and the cat and uh, really no other people or, you know, people around, um, that was a big switch. And uh, what I've learned about myself is that I get tired in the afternoon and I took advantage of being able to go over to the after-school program and get some, you know, play a quick game or something and then go back to work. Um, And so now I'm practicing more of uh, getting up, going for a walk with the dog and those kinds of things to keep myself energized because it gets so quiet. Um, And, you know, the other thing is I have learned that I really do enjoy the Zoom conversations way more than a phone. Um, And before, you know, phone conversations were not my favorite thing and they just felt so remote. And I loved the more in-person, you know, uh, meetings and going to have coffee with people and that kind of thing. Um, And so... I, I love taking advantage of the Zoom calls and yeah. um, even yeah. when it's not necessary, even when it could just be a phone call. Yeah. Um, and if the person on the other end doesn't want to turn on the camera, yeah, that's great. But if they do, then it's a better con- connection with people. So I've learned that, you know, those kinds of things. Um, I do enjoy the interaction. I used to think that it wore me out. Um, but actually, I think now having looked back that um, that was an energizing force for me. Um, and so I do have to have to really be conscious of finding the energy reminders, yeah. you know, the energy boosters at like one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Um and and maybe maybe have a chat with somebody or like now new puppy taking the dog for a walk nice if somebody's interested in getting into association management what is a piece of advice you give to somebody in college or somebody that's maybe a recent college graduate to how do they break into this industry yeah it's it's an interesting one because you know we don't talk about it as a possibility for a career path. We don't, we don't really talk about that. When I was going through school, um, I felt, like I said, I fell into finding this association that was looking for a part-time membership assistant. Um, but it was not something that would have ever come up. Right. Um, meeting planning in general was not a career. It wasn't something that people did now. It is. But back then, it wasn't something that people planned to do for a career. Um, so now when I talk to students or when I go to Indiana University, there's a nonprofit management uh, degree path for both undergrads and um, master's programs. And I go and talk to them about the alternative from the charitable work, which is what people mostly think of when they go into a nonprofit program yeah. is that they're going in and they're going to work for, you know, something like girls Inc or the United way or something like that. Um, and I like to point out that the association world is something totally different. Your, your, your focuses are a little bit different. Yeah. But there's a lot of different challenges that some people actually um, find more that fit better with their goals for nonprofit management. You know, like I truly like the financial planning side of nonprofits. I like the working with the board governance side um, and the, you know, fundraising. Again, not my favorite thing to do. And so, you know, there's lots of things that I talk about that still get you a nonprofit feel, that still give you the chance to feel comp- to feel engaged in a mission, but they have different strengths and different yeah. activities. Well, that's all the formal questions I've got for you. But as you know, we're not going to end this without doing some would you rather <clears throat> questions. Um, I've intentionally uh, kept everything off the server so you 
and uh, Penny could not sneak in and see what I had written this time. So um, we'll get right into these. So the first one I've got, it'd be, would you rather have the ability to move things with your mind or the ability to read minds? Oh, gosh, move things. I don't want to know what other people are thinking. (laughs) Would you rather be forced to sing along with or dance to every single song you hear? I sing along with because I already do that with every single song. And I annoy everyone around me because I can't stop singing them. (laughs) One of the benefits of working remotely, I sit here and sing to the animals all day long. As long as I have music on, it's I'm singing along. I can't even help it. So that's why I never see them on camera. They're not in your office. They run. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. I scare the cat terribly. (laughs) Would you rather be chronically underdressed or chronically overdressed? Overdressed, 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 overdressed. (laughs) Would you rather have universal respect or unlimited power? Oh, respect. Yeah, power would not, power would scare me. Would you rather never be able to go out during the day or never be able to go out during the night? Never go out at night. Would you rather lounge by the pool or lounge by the beach? Oh, the beach. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love being at the beach. Would you rather wear the same socks for a month or the same underwear for a week? Oh, no. Same socks. (laughs) Would you rather spend a week in the forest or a night in a real haunted house? Oh, a haunted house. So my story is working for OAH, supposedly the house was haunted. So being in that building for 15 years, I um, got to meet our ghost um, and she would do weird things like, you know, throw boxes in the downstairs part of the house while I was upstairs. And um, so, yeah, I'm cool with the haunted house thing. Nice. Would you rather get a paper cut every time you turn a page or bite your tongue every time you eat? Paper cut. I hate biting my tongue. Would you rather sip aviation gin with Ryan Reynolds or shoot tequila with Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Oh, my God. I know why you asked that question. Um, Yeah, I think I'd hang out with Dwayne with the Rock. I think that'd be cool. Would you rather have skin that changes color based on your emotions or tattoos that appear all over your body showing what you did yesterday? (laughs) Tattoos all over my body would be so boring. Um. Yeah, I suppose changing color would be a good one. Yeah, the tattoos would be so boring. On my face, something that shows what I did yesterday? No. No. (laughs) Would you rather be beautiful and stupid or unattractive (laughs) and a genius? Unattractive and a genius. Okay. Would you rather only be able to eat pizza for a year or not be able to eat any pizza for five years? Oh, I have to have only pizza. I I, I could do that. I can totally do that. Can I change the toppings? Because then definitely. Can I change the crust and the toppings? 100%. (laughs) Would you rather give up cursing forever or give up desserts for 10 years? Oh, I think I could give up desserts because I don't think I could not do the other. I think it would happen. If Yeah, especially if something bad were to happen when it slipped out. Yeah, definitely dessert. And the final one, would you rather go backstage with your favorite band or be an extra on your favorite TV show? Oh, I want to go backstage with the band. Backstage yep. with the band. Yeah, I'd hang out with Hall and Oates. Oh, that's I think so that'd good. Be cool. Hall and Oates. That was gonna be my question. What's the favorite band? So. <laughs> yeah, Hall and Oates is a great. Cool. That's a great choice, actually. Yeah. Those guys probably yeah. would be pretty fun to hang out with. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, that's all the questions I've got for you today, Amy. But before we let you go, how can people find out more about either professional membership exams or the educational provider program? So I uh, would love to talk to people who are interested in either getting ready to take the exam. Penny and I both work on helping people get from the associate to senior associate to professional membership. So if you get to that point where you're ready for the professional side, I would love to talk to you about how that works on the exam part and what you need to do, how you work with Scantron, those kinds of things. Uh, If you're already a professional member, I would love to talk to you about how you might get more involved in the decisions we make about what is on the exam. That that process is actually a long-term, every-year process. So having some help with that from our professional members and making sure that we're staying current, that's, that's a great way to stay involved in FCSI. And I also encourage all of our consultant members to really take advantage of that calendar that's on our website that shows you what education opportunities are available. All of the FCSI events are there, but also we post all of the education provider programs from our corporate members. So you can always take advantage of either in-person or on-demand, on-request sessions from our providers. So in order to learn more and stay current, uh, you can either reach out to me, amy at fcsi.org, take advantage of those opportunities on the calendar and anything else, you know, I'm always available by email and by phone. I'd love to talk to our members since I don't get to see you in person. Um, I'll take any question you throw at me. Well, that wraps up this edition of On Tap presented by FCSI of the Americas. A huge thank you to Amy, because without you, these members wouldn't be able to operate on a daily basis. So thank you from not just me, but from the association for all the hard work you do every day. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts and turn on those notifications so you don't miss out on any future episodes. But until then, cheers. Cheers.